What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the TSK Show. I'm your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar, and I'm joined by my co-host, the one and only Mr. 360, Tyler Pacholke. Before we start the show, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Be sure to follow at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to find myself or Tyler on social media, be sure to follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler Pacholke. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. Check us out on Anchor as well, and we are now on Spotify. Just type in keyword TSK Show to find us. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you decide to listen to the TSK Show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. On this episode of the TSK Show, it is the NFL Week 9 preview show. Tyler and I will discuss the latest in the TSK Show Fantasy Football League. Also, we'll go over the TSK Show Power Rankings and make our picks of the week for each game coming up in Week 9. To close the show, Tyler and I will go back and forth in the two-minute drill. All right, let's start the show. What's going on, TP? Back for another episode. How you doing, man? Doing good, man. October's killing it. Keeps on rolling. Seattle's doing all right. Birthday month. Yeah, man. You know, it's just uh, all through sports. It's, it's all good. Yeah, two more days left of October. Halloween's coming up. Yeah. But uh, like we said, football, It's uh, we're right in the thick of it. This is the Week 9 preview show. So let's, uh, let's kick it off and update everybody on how we're doing in the TSK Show Fantasy Football League. Did you get your second win this week, TP? I did not. I oh. did not. He had a really strong showing, though. Yeah. Like you one, had, you're messed up with Chad? Yeah, I think 190 plus, probably. Oh, jeez. I think I ended up scoring like 148, which I felt was like solid, but um, yeah, I mean, he, uh, oh, Mike Evans, that's who it was. Oh. I was trying to figure out, he had a huge game for Mike Evans, and then uh, David Montgomery also played really well. So, I mean, I, I, had, I had solid performance. Um, they're just not enough to get the dub. I'm glad you. I'm glad you brought up Mike Evans because we talked a lot of shit about him last week, and he just he literally made us eat our words. He he does that um, quite often in my in my experience. <laughs> I typically am like on the low with him, and he typically does better. Although I do have him in my um, on my other team. Oh, okay. So it worked out for you in some aspects. Yeah, and so in that league, I won, and that game was for first place. So oh, there you go. I'm sitting at the top. So it's it's a really weird season because <laughs> I'm sitting at the top in one league, at the bottom of the other. Yeah. Well, I went two and one in fantasy this week once again. I lost in the TSK Show League, but I won in both of my other leagues. I had to pick up Jacoby Brissett in the TSK Show League because Matt Ryan was injured. And Brissett has been doing pretty good this season. I have him as my quarterback in one of my other leagues to replace Drew Brees. But this was, without a doubt, Brissett's worst game. And Brandon Cooks got hurt early, and he ended up not even returning. Yeah, yeah I played against Brandon Cooks in that game for first, so that was like basically won, won me the game. Yeah, so I got, I got a fat goose egg from Brandon Cooks because he got hurt, and then Brissett didn't even get me double digits out of the quarterback position, which is never a good thing. And it should have been an easy win for me going up against Corey and the way his season has been going. But I lost by 32.8 points. And that's fantasy football. Yeah, I got my ass kicked. Now, in my other one of my other leagues, I was offered a trade that I ended up turning down, but it involved some big names, and I wanted to kind of get your opinion to see if you think I missed out on uh, an opportunity. So I turned down a trade in my other league. I was going to have to give up T.Y. Hilton and Dalvin Cook, arguably the best running back in football this year, for Todd Gurley and Tyreek Hill. I turned it down. Yeah, because there's a lot more, you know, (laughs) gosh, how should I say this? I mean, Tyreek and Todd Gurley are much more risky. Yes. Uh, the other two, Dalvin, Dalvin Cook and uh, who who was it? Dalvin Cook and T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, those those guys are just like solid solid floor guys where you know you're going to get like a baseline of points out of them every week. So, but that's a good trade offer. 
Because because on any given week, Gurley and Tyreek will outperform those two for sure. Now Tyreek Hill did end up getting traded, and he ended up getting traded for Stephon Diggs in that league. Yeah, I mean, I, I would rather have Tyreek Hill, but I see why the trade was made. You know, consistency for like upside. Yeah. So, what's your total records now for both your leagues? I am one and seven, and okay. six and two. Okay. <laughs> so I'm three and five in the TSK Show League. I'm five and three in the League of Fools, and then I'm six and two in the Valley Village Invitational. It's a uh, it's tough out here. Yeah, I got We both got a wide range of emotions. I, I just going can't. On. I can't get last place. I got to keep trying to get dubs. Listen, I'm worried I'm going to miss out on the playoffs in the TSK Show League right now. It's it's tough. It, the league's really solid. It's a bunch of five it's, and three and three and five. So five and three and three and fives. Yeah, the individual defensive players I think has been a success. Oh, big success. Um, it just makes the scoring a lot higher, and I think it's like pretty consistent. Yeah. So, all right, moving on. Today was the NFL trade deadline. It was at 1 p.m. Pacific time. There were a couple of trades that happened yesterday that were uh, of bigger prominence, I would say. And then there was just one deal today that that had a, a big name attached to it. But uh, let's start with yesterday. We'll start with Miami making a move, and we'll, we'll talk about Miami quite a bit, I feel like, uh, in this segment. But Kenyon Drake to the Cardinals. The Dolphins traded running back Kenyon Drake to the Arizona Cardinals for a conditional draft pick in this offseason's upcoming draft. Adam Schefter from ESPN later confirmed that it would be a sixth-round pick that could later become a fifth-rounder. What do you think of Kenyon Drake getting out of Miami? Good for him. He's a, he's a talented runner. He's a solid solid back. He's nothing really like special to like write home about, but he to a good football team, he's a solid addition. Yeah, and I think with the running back question marks that Arizona's having to deal with with David Johnson's availability, not really knowing week to week if he's going to play, I feel like, I think Kenyon Drake will give them that stability they need. Yeah, I think that they've had a successful season. Uh, started out really bad, but have bounced back really strong. So um, they've got things to be excited about, obviously, with Kyler Murray. And then to you know get another back in there to help out David Johnson's workload. So it's just a good thing. Yeah. So, all right, the next one involves a local guy, former USC Trojan Leonard Williams, uh, formerly of the New York Jets. This one's weird to me. Okay. So he got traded basically just across the city to the New York Giants for a third-round pick in the upcoming 2020 draft and then a fifth-round pick in 2021 that could become a fourth-round pick if he signs an extension with the Giants before the start of the new league year, according to Adam Schefter. Also, the Jets have agreed to pay four of the $6 million that Williams is owed this season. Yeah, I don't. I guess there must be a bad relationship there. I don't really know if he's had issues on the field. No, um, he's been their, one of their best defensive players since yeah, getting drafted. Well, and I know he's been – that's why it's weird to me that he's getting traded I, I don't to a team that's not like a contender. It's not like the Jets are trying to just like – Well, they were trying to go on a fire sale. Yeah, I mean, I, but you have Le'Veon and Sam They almost Arnold, traded you know? Le'Veon. It's like, yeah, so they must just really, really want to, you know, sell the house outside of Darnold. But you would think he'd have been one of the guys that was like, this is on our short list of keeper guys. Um, but they ultimately got a good value for him, getting a third and fifth rounder. Um, and then the Giants, it's just weird to go after a star like D-Lineman when your team's really not there. Anyway, so it's like... Maybe you, they think he's something they could build around? I don't know. No, he is, for sure. He's the centerpiece on the defense. That's why it's such a weird trade to, like, between two two non-playoff teams. Like, why would, you know, I don't see, like, how they the Giants think that this is, like, part of their, they're, like, ready to go soon, anytime soon. Yeah. I think okay. they got a couple years until they're going to, I don't think they're going to be making the playoffs just because Danny Dimes out here has had a couple of good games. Yeah, no, I, we'll see. So, all right, the next one, actually really the last one, uh, that one, uh, this trade happened today. 
uh, and it's the Rams trading cornerback Aqib Tlaib for a conditional pick to the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> like I said, we're, we'll talk about him a, a little bit tonight. Yeah. So Tlaib is currently on IR, but he's eligible to return later on in the season. So it wasn't surprising that the Rams didn't get much for him in terms of compensation, but this was purely a salary dump. The Rams saved $4.25 million in cap by getting rid of Tlaib's contract, and this just frees up more money to give to Jalen Ramsey this offseason, who's already told the team when they traded for him he won't hold out this offseason if they don't franchise tag him and they agree to an extension. So... I think this is a great move for the Rams. It solidifies Jalen Ramsey's position, and it makes it known that the Rams want to give him that money, so I think it makes him happy. And now on the other end, Miami, they have 14 picks in the 2020 draft and three first-rounders. The Rams also sent a fifth-rounder along with Tlaib to Miami. So the tank is on in Miami for real. Uh, just such a fucked up move. For, uh, to have to, it's kind of like the Chris Paul thing. Like, <laughs> said it to leave out to Miami. Well, would you rather no, I mean, save no, it was a good, $5 million? No, no, it was a great move by the Rams, but it was also kind of a fuck you move. Like, I don't think it was a fuck you move. I think it was just, it when Tlaib was on the field, it worked out great for the Rams. He did make an impact. But he got hurt for and the majority all, of his time. And, there. No, and there's also probably an understanding that he's not going to play, probably won't play for the Dolphins. Yeah, I don't see him really playing for the Dolphins. And, I mean, listen, he's at the tail end of his career. so Yeah, he might call it a day. Yeah, it, this could be the, the sign. But, all right, that, that pretty much wraps it up for the trade deadline. I, if you want, I can kind of just go over the other moves. Uh, Jalen Ramsey obviously getting traded to the Rams. Marcus Peters going to Baltimore. Mohamed Sanu to the Patriots. Emmanuel Sanders to the Niners. We, we kind of covered all that last week. So let's let's move on now to the TSK Show Power Rankings, Tyler. Take uh, it away. Yeah, some, some, uh, I think that it's the uh, starting to become a solid list. The teams that are in the top 10 at this point are halfway through. You know, this is a pretty good, pretty good list, like pretty good football teams and a lot of contenders. It was really tough. There's probably like, this is a weird thing to say, but there's probably like 13 top 10 teams. <laughs> that, <laughs> that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. But um, there's like two, there's like two or three teams that aren't in that definitely are in some people's top 10 power rankings out there somewhere. Uh, but at number 10, I'm going to start out with Baltimore Ravens coming off of a bye. Uh, we've talked we've talked about them pretty pretty well on the show just because of the Lamar show. Just sitting back and enjoying they that. They deserved all the praise we've given them, man. I've I've praised their their play style, um, the downhill running with the electric quarterback on the edge. Um, and the Ravens have always just been a team that I've liked in general. Kind of always a cool team to like. Uh, and they're and they're looking to just win this division while Pittsburgh's hurt and Cleveland's hype. So everything is everything's open for them to win the division easily. Yeah, and I think mentioning the trade with Marcus Peters, giving him the bye week to get more acclimated is just another yeah, they solid are, addition. Yeah, they almost got the best deal out of all that. I mean, they got a really good corner out of all that, kind of everybody else trying to dump stuff. Yeah. Like, they kind of came out and didn't give much away of the picks, I think. Yeah, and they, they really just added more ammunition to the run that they're trying to make. Yeah, and they're, and they're going to be there. The, the AFC is not that great, uh, especially with Mahomes on the sideline. We don't know what's up. Like, you know, we don't know how long or how shaky this return of Mahomes is going to be. So, Chiefs are down right now in my mind. Yeah, no, definitely. And and I think Baltimore has seen the trend with having that young quarterback and just putting a really good core around him and, and playmakers that, that will go out and get the job done. Baltimore's done that. And then, so, speaking of the Chiefs, I got Chiefs at number nine, just ahead of the Ravens. Um, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt over the Ravens just because, uh, ultimately, I think they'll still be the team that plays the Patriots in the AFC uh, in the AFC Championship game because I, I do believe that Mahomes is going to come back. But right now, it's up in the air, and i got to go with my power rankings to be in, you know, up-to-date, just took an L to Aaron. 
And, uh, yeah, I think that they're down for the count. They could lose a couple games here, and Mahomes will have to like, really push it to get a good playoff run going. Yeah, no, I think a lot of people were coming out and expecting the Chiefs and the Packers game to really be more of a blowout, and Matt Moore kind of kept them in it. No, they have a good football team still. It's just like Shady's your starting running back. Sammy Watkins is kind of banged up. Tyreek hasn't played much this year. Mahomes is on the sideline. That offense is like going through some, going through some shit. Um, and so, not that Shady's like a bad option. I think Shady, Shady's the man, and he's splitting carries. But it's like when Mahomes is not there, this team is not very scary. So it's like if they lose two in a row and they're at five and five when Mahomes comes back, he's got to you know he's got to win five six of those games for sure um, out of the last six. Uh, and then coming up at number eight, I got the the Los Angeles Rams slowly making their way back up the power rankings uh, we'll take week it. by we'll week. Take you know, just every game is going to show improvement for them. They just got to win games. They have they have the guys. You know, we all know who they got, um, and they just continue to kind of just keep working around the Gurley thing with, especially with Malcolm Brown uh, hurt right now. They got to push Gurley a, li- a little more, but. That kind of concerns me for the long haul. You know, Malcolm Brown being out, that just tells me, oh, shit, like, that's a lot of that's a lot of workload for me. Well, and like I mentioned uh, with getting me a goose egg in fantasy, Brandon Cooks being out, he went to Pittsburgh today to go see a, a specialist for having his second concussion in a month. So he's probably going to – Oh, yeah, and Brent – It's, it's that's like a, really that's up a, in the air with yeah, him right that, now. That's a, that's a big one, too. Um but it's like the defense is solid. Jerry, defense is looking good now. Jerry, getting, Jerry Goff's got to do, do his thing. Cooper Cup and Robert Woods have been solid. Um, so it's just they just got to keep getting wins. They're the t- they're in tough division. It's it's uh it's gonna be tough for the Rams. It's gonna be tough for the Hawks. It's gonna be tough for the Niners. Um, coming in at number seven, I got the Minnesota Vikings at six and two. They've just crushed it the last three weeks. Um, been Looking like looking like a real contender again, but obviously, you know how I feel about the Vikings. <laughs> I still don't necessarily think they got the juice to get them over the edge, but um, you know they're just so just so uh, consistent on that defensive side of the ball with all with all those guys that have been playing together this whole like four or five year run, and then you know Diggs, Thielen, and Dalvin. That is just such a strong like trio with Kirk Cousins, who I think has the lead in the NFL for passer rating. Wow. No, I mean, listen, that that digs uh Cook feeling trio, feeling can come back healthy. That's that's one of the best. That's one of the best in the in the NFL as far as I'm concerned. It's having a, you know, running back too wide out set. Yeah. Um and then coming at number 6, I got my Hawks Seattle going down and getting a tough win um against Atlanta. Kind of a trap game, I felt like, for us to lose playing against Dan Quinn in Atlanta that early in the morning. Uh, but we pulled out and we got a win. I've seen a lot of, uh, just as far as like the Seahawks fans, honestly, a lot of them aren't impressed with the Hawks. They, they think we're like, you know, there's a lot of work to do and um, there's improvements. And there always is, of course. But I think the one thing that you got to focus on when you have that kind of feeling is like winning tough games and just pulling out games that you necessarily shouldn't win, I think that says a lot about, like, a playoff run. Yeah, definitely. Um, so it's like – Exactly. That's what I mean. So it's like I get the I get criticism in the sense, like, you always can get better. And, yeah, there are things we can do to get better. But I r- would rather choose them. It's like, yeah, there's things that we can improve and we do keep winning. Yeah. So it's like – you can look at it from the perspective of, oh, that luck's going to run out, or you can look at it as, this is who we are. This is how we win games. Yeah. And then rolling into the top five, I got, for the first time ever, I think, in TSK show history. Yeah. I have the San sure. Francisco 49ers at 7-0. and um, I still don't think they're like a top three team, uh, uh, a real threat, but Emmanuel Sanders was a big-time get. Bosa's looking like a... a you know, a stud. Um, he might win Defensive Player of the Year and well, Rookie. And, that, and that's what that's what Shervin said. Yeah. Um, 
so it's like they're they're riding a high, and for some reason their schedule just keeps like it just doesn't look that that difficult every week. And I still like I've had to pick them to win the last couple of weeks because they are better than the teams that they're playing. Um, but we play we play them twice, so I like the I like the idea that Seattle's destiny is still in their own hands in the sense that like if both teams went out and like if. San Francisco wins out, Seattle wins out, and San Francisco loses their two games to Seattle. Then we're both fourteen and two, and we got the tiebreaker. You know what I mean? So it's like fourteen and two. It's it, but it's still up to us, is is what I mean. Like, yeah. As of right now, with two with us only having two losses, it's it's up to us. We can still win this division. Yeah, and um, the Rams have already lost to them. So. Yeah, and I like the uh, I like the um, Seahawks to get both dubs against them, but. Man, that uh, that that quarterback trio of Brady, Garoppolo, and Brissett are just—they have a combined just, two losses this year. Yeah, Jimmy G is looking great. Oh, it's it's good to see that he's healthy and like he really is. I mean, he's always just impressed when he has the opportunity. Yeah. Uh, coming in at number four, this is the hot take. This is probably the most questionable one, but um, it's due to their Super Bowl potential, and that's the Dallas Cowboys at four and at four and three. I got them ahead of seven and zero, oh, six and two, six and two. Um, the Cowboys, man, they're just like they scare me. I don't want to play them. Uh, they have if all their guys are playing, if they have all those linebackers, all those defensive linemen, um, if they have Amari Cooper, Ezekiel Elliott, Dak Prescott, Jason Witten, uh, if they have like three of the five linemen, <laughs> they don't even need all five. But it's like if they have those core guys, they are as as good as anybody. Don't forget they just added Michael Bennett, too. Well, and he's part of the, you know, that D-line, you well, know. yeah. I was just with, mentioning it. With name. Demarcus Lawrence, Robert Quinn, now Michael Bennett. Yeah. Pair that with, you know, Leighton Vandrus, Sean Lee, Jalen Smith. It's like, God, where does it stop? You know, that's just as deep of a solid defense as anybody. But they got to produce. They got to get wins. But, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, but I think, you know, I think part of that was Zeke. Zeke's, you know, most of their losses were early on. They've won, I think, the last three games. Yeah. Um, or no, they haven't won their last three games. Uh, they won last week. But, but they lost a couple early on, and I feel like it was because due to Zeke just, like, not being ready to go. Um, but I just think they're Super Bowl contenders. As long as they'll, ta- they'll go as far as Dak goes. Let's see if Dak can beat Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees in the playoffs. If if he can, then they're gonna go to the Super Bowl. I just, just think, like Jared Goff last year. I just think at this point you gotta put San Francisco above Dallas. I'll take the nah. Ram, I'll take the Rams being lower than Dallas. I just but, feel like if if this week, I just feel like if this week Dallas is going to San Francisco, I think they could go in there and get the dub. I think their offensive line can control the the great D line of San Francisco, and I think Zeke is too much to handle for anybody. Um, and as long as as long as Dak Prescott doesn't turn the ball over, they'll win. Okay. Uh, coming in at number three, I got Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, seven and one. Just so much fun to watch him when he's on this kind of like level. It seems like once every two three years we get this like this crazy Aaron Rodgers that we're seeing this year, uh, just completely dominate the game and make everybody look good when. You know, it's really just him, and uh, I think Matt Lafleur is doing a great job of of kind of guiding rather than steering. You know, just giving Aaron Rodgers so much freedom at the line of scrimmage to do what he wants. That's that's why I think the resulting in wins. Um, coming in at number two, I got the uh, the New Orleans Saints with Teddy Two Gloves. Um, they've been sitting solid at this position, I think, almost all year. Well, Teddy Two Gloves didn't play. Or sorry. You're right. It was a return of Drew Brees. Actually, I didn't watch this game, so uh, forgive me on that one. But I did see Drew Brees came in, got it done, did his normal shit. Uh, that really bit me in the ass in fantasy because I started Brissett over Brees. No, I but I think you got to do that. I, think I had some do reservations, that. but yeah. it happens. Hindsight's twenty twenty. I think, before the game starts. That was a good decision. But, um, but like, Brees is back. Yeah, like you said, he looked great. And now, now they got to buy. What could it be better? So, which is even now it's even now it's even weird, more weird that he played. 
It's his ego, bro. I listened to a, I, I like listened to a couple other like people talk about the situation, uh, and they were just saying it's his ego. He just wants to come out and dominate. Yeah, so they're gonna come out and dominate. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, they did. Kamara, <laughs> uh, you know, Kamara and Michael Thomas is enough for someone like Drew Brees. So, so numbers two through eight, seven teams are all NFC. I think, I think all seven of those teams are Super Bowl contenders. I think that I would take the Niners and the Vikings as the least like like my least threat in the playoffs. I think the Rams are scarier. I think the Seahawks are scarier. Cowboys, Packers, and Saints. Those are five really good football teams. Very experienced teams. Um, and then I got uh, number one, which we got to make up something where if you're the number one in any power rankings, you're the you're in the Patriots position. Because the Patriots have just completely dominated this position for all three seasons we've covered. It's unreal. Unreal. It's just like every other stat, though. You look at the, like, if you look at the graphic for the AFC East championships over the last 20 years, that's, like, what it looks like with our number one spot. You want to hear something crazy about, like, the Patriots and those, like, type of crazy stats that are just unbelievable? Yeah. Bill Belichick recorded his 300th career as a head coach. In the NFL. Against the Browns. Yeah. He joins Don Shula, at who has 347 wins, and George Hallis with 324 wins as the only coaches with 300-plus wins. Interestingly enough, Belichick got his first career win as a head, as the head coach of the Browns yep. in a win over the Patriots, and then gets his 300th win yeah. as the head coach of the Patriots in a win over the Browns. It's crazy in any sense that his first win was against the Patriots. You know what I mean? Just as in in general, like yeah, that that's freaky, like the 300 thing. But um, it's just funny that that's his first win. Yeah, unreal. But no, like. It, the Patriots, it's it's their Super Bowl to lose right now, in my opinion. Yes, Sanu coming in is going to be a nice weapon. Their defense is. I saw I saw a, a graphic before Week Eight's game, uh, through the first seven weeks that it was a stat saying if their offense had never taken the field, they'd be three three and one. They'd be three three and one. They'd be a five hundred football team with not playing offense. Yeah, unreal. Um, that defense has been incredible. Yeah, unstoppable. That defense is is incredible. It's it's been a it's been fun to watch. Um, so yeah, number one, uh, I'm gonna run it back really quick. We got number one, the Patriots, and we got Saints, Packers, Cowboys, Niners, running out the top five. Uh, Seahawks, Vikings, Rams, Chiefs, and Ravens to round out the top ten. Okay, all right. Well, moving on now, we got the picks of the week for week nine. You got your record? Yeah. Yes, I do. Okay. What is it? Fourteen and one. You went fourteen and one last week. Only game I didn't pick. Wait. Was the Chargers game? And the Chargers game was the one that ended on that that goal line. Oh my goodness. That, that that's where right? Didn't they lose on the goal line this? No, week? they missed. They was that two weeks won, ago? No, they won on the missed field goal from the Bears. You that's what that's what it was. I picked the char I picked the Chargers to lose. Yeah, you picked the Bears to win. I picked the Bears to win, and they that's right. They lost on the on the field goal. So how was that field goal away from a perfect week? That's crazy. Yeah, and so I do know my last three weeks uh, okay. total, and I, I'm thirty and fifteen. So not bad. I'm at I'm at not bad two out of three right now. Not bad. Big fourteen and one week coming off. Okay, so my week. Eight record was eleven and four. Not bad. Solid. Yeah, my total record now is fifty four and twenty two. Yeah, a little, a little higher, a little higher percentage. You're like in the seventy percent. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. So all right, starting it off on Thursday. When is DraftKings Sportsbook going to be available in California? Whenever they legalize it in California. I thought it was legalized in California. No, sports betting isn't legal in California yet. God, what a tease. Yeah. Was Soon, it, what, wasn't there a law just passed? Was it a federal law that was just passed about sports gambling? Or? Well, it was... So it wasn't like a state law? No, they basically said the states can legalize it if they want. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. They basically said they can run it on a state-by-state can't basis. Wait, can't wait, DraftKings. Yeah. I'm waiting. <laughs> I got a dra- the DraftKings app on that Apple Watch. How crazy is that? That's... On my watch, I can gamble. <laughs> wait, you can get the... DraftKings app on an Apple Watch now. Yeah, it gives me like all my updates and whatnot. It's pretty dope. 
That's insane. All right, well, let's make these picks for this week. Starting it off on Thursday, we got the number five team in the TSK Show Power Rankings, the San Francisco 49ers, undefeated at 7-0. They're going to Arizona to take on the Cardinals, coming in at 3-4-1. Yeah, God, I, I don't like I, – I hate that this is the matchup because it's like I think they're going to win again. Yeah, the line for this is San Francisco minus 10. I have the Niners winning. I think they're just a better team than the Cardinals right now. They're on a roll. Like it's full I want, steam ahead. I want, I want to see a ten and six Niner team miss the playoffs. That'd be insane. That's what I'd really like to see. Um, but I got the Niners coming in and get the win. Yeah, they're just a better football team right now. Yeah. Uh, Kyler Murray's figuring it out though, and Arizona's playing good behind him. So um, Arizona's had a good. I think they should be happy with their season so far. Yeah. All right. Starting it off on Sunday, the ten o'clock games. We got a divisional matchup in the AFC South. The Houston Texans going to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. Houston coming in at five and three. Jacksonville at an even five hundred at four and four. The line for this is Houston minus two. I think Houston still wins the game, even though they are going to be missing JJ Watt yeah. for the rest of the yeah. season with the torn pectoral muscle. Uh, that touchdown throw that Deshaun Watson threw. When he got kicked in the face. Hey, D. Watson is the man. That was unreal. I, lo- I love his, uh, he's been great with the media this year. Um, I love it when he breaks breaks it down. That's this. That shit's just so awesome. Um, yeah. Big Deshaun Watson fan. Yeah. And I, I got Houston going there and getting the win too, but real quick, shout out J.J. Watt. It just, man, he was like, he was just such a freak when he was in his prime. And I just want to bring that up because he's down right now and, He's already not really the same guy he was before, you know, anyway. So it's not like this was like the one that ended it all. But it just, it does. You think this is the end? End? No, no, no. Not the end, end. I mean, like the the old, old, no, no, no. Just like the old JJ. Gotcha. Like the guy that like became the. The The defensive player of the year. The craziness that was JJ Watt for like two, three years in the NFL. Yeah. Um, I don't even think the last two years he's been the same. But I agree with that. um, He's, you know, this, like I I was just more trying to say, this isn't the injury that ended his career, but it's like this is kind of another chink in the armor. Um, Yeah. He'll probably come back, but it's like it's going to be even another step behind. And that's what I wanted to ask you is like, J.J. Watt has had such an interesting career arc because of these injuries. He could, we could be at like a Gronk level. That's yeah. That's so like the, that's the first player I thought of. Just to because of the, to. the well, because their bodies are, are damn near the same. They both have I that mean, big elbow brace. It's, pro- it's probably <laughs> yeah. They're, and they're free, and they're and they're athletes. They're guys that are like long, lengthy guys um, that aren't that can be skinnier. You know, they're they're guys that are carrying a lot of weight. They're long because because of their length. Um, and they're physical guys. They're guys that are every single play, you know, Gronk had contact. Yeah. He had guys chipping at him, coming full speed, like always having, you know, two guys hit them. J.J. Watt, you know, more, even more so. Yeah. Um, so that's where, that's where it could be. But I think he comes back just because of the guy he is. I just don't think he wants to end on injury. I agree. And I, I really think that he'll, like, if he gets a full season in, no doubt, like, no surprise at all if he walks. I think if you play 16 games, and play, you know, and if you make the playoffs or don't make the playoffs, if you finish the season healthy, you walk away at, at this point for JJ. Yeah, and get, getting back to the game, I think just that – I think JJ Watt is still going to have an impact on this team, whether he's on the field or not. Yeah. And ultimately, in this specific game against Jacksonville – I think this game is going to come down to quarterback play, and Deshaun Watson's a better quarterback than Gardner. Yeah, nah, Deshaun Watson can win this game by himself for yeah. sure. All right, moving on, we got the Washington Redskins coming in at one and seven, going to Buffalo to take on the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo coming off a loss to Philadelphia. The line for this is Buffalo minus nine and a half. I have Buffalo winning just because Washington is in such a yeah. A down year. I'm pretty sure uh, it's safe to say because I'm number one on the waiver wire. I'm pretty sure because I'm in last place. <laughs> um, but my my pickup this week was Buffalo's defense. Not a bad call. Uh, Not but, a bad call. Buffalo at five and two going against just a, a horrible quarterback situation. Um, 
not a fan of DC at all. They could be one. They're like one of my least favorite teams in the league, and for multiple reasons. And, and I, I, I really think it's like management and, and coaching. You know, like I rarely we long. I rare, I rarely blame like things on that. You know, I, I think more so most of the time it's like chemistry fits and injuries and stuff like that. But uh, DC, like just putting Haskins in before he's ready, taking him out, putting him back in, like. All that kind of shit's been horrible for him. And uh, they're just kind of botching all this, you know, um, instead of just, like, being fully confident in him. Yeah. And that's when a quarterback plays good. Like, you weren't confident enough to start him day one, so we're going to roll with this, like, be the backup and learn. Okay, so now my mindset's locked into that. And now you're coming in like, oh, we want you to play. Oh, because you're losing. Now I'm, like, all of a sudden ready to start. I just think that's, like, a bad message to send a young quarterback. So... Um, I got Buffalo winning. The, the yeah, big I have Buffalo winning as well. It's it's pretty pretty clear for me on that one. All right, the next matchup we got a top ten matchup of TSK uh, of teams in the TSK show power rankings. We got the number seven Minnesota Vikings at six and two. Yeah, I think there's two top ten matchups actually this week. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah, so we got the Minnesota Vikings, the number seven team in the TSK show power rankings. Going to Kansas City to take on the Kansas City Chiefs, the number nine team. I'm pretty sure I was right, by the way, last week. I'm pretty sure Super Bowl one was Green Bay and Kansas City. No, I looked it up. Uh, yeah, but I feel like I saw like um, something about that game. It might like, have been like Super Bowl three. Or no, that's the isn't that the Joe Namath one? Yeah, because the first two I think yeah. were Green Bay. Yeah. No, it wasn't. No, it was Green Bay and Buffalo. That's so weird. One. I looked it up on the show last week, Tyler. I know, but I was like, man, was that, are you sure that's not the first like like AFL championship or like no, no, no. the first NFL championship, not the Super Bowl, Bowl one. one? I typed in Super Bowl the one. The Bills, though? The Bills. I've been skeptical. This is a well, The Bills lost. Yeah, no, I know. But anyways, this is another one of those like classical matchups. Yeah. K- Kansas City and Vegas. Uh, has this, Vegas has this game as a straight pick em. There's no line. Kansas City, Minnesota? Yeah. Yeah, I like Minnesota to come in and arrow so and get the dub against so Matt Moore. I think their defense will be too much for Matt Moore to, like, distribute the ball to all the weapons he has. Yeah, no, I agree. All right, the next matchup we got, uh, we're, we might as well just skip right over it. It's the Jets and the Dolphins. I have the Jets winning just because the Dolphins are winless. Uh, the line for this is the Jets uh, by a field goal. Yeah, see, I mean, I think that this is the game that Miami can get their their win for the year. I I just have a hard time believing in NFL teams going winless. You know, it's just like something. It's like a college basketball team going undefeated. Yeah, it's just like eventually it comes. You know what I mean? They're just too good. You know, the competition's too good. Same with and, and similar to like a sixteen and zero season. It's like it's not like when a teams are fifteen and one, their one loss is to like the number two team. It's normally like. There's some game where you just don't bring it, you know? And I think that the, on the flip side of that coin, there's a game where you get get a dub, and I think Fitzmagic, what, is, is he still is he yeah. still riding? Yeah. It's like he can get a dub. So the Jets, I think, are just all over the place with highs and lows. Um, trading Leonard Williams, I think, is sending a bad message as far as, like, you want to talk about D.C. sending a bad message. I think it's like, all right, this year's obviously not working out. You know, our quarterback had mono. We're, we're getting losses. Um, Leonard Williams is gone. So now Le'Veon Bell's playing in, like, a worthless season. I don't see him as a guy that's, like, motivated to run hard. Those kind of scenarios he's already made. It's like the Jets are the Jets are another team. We're just in shambles. Um, so I actually like the Dolphins just because the Dolphins are probably sick of hearing everybody talk shit. Probably. But I'm going to stick with the Jets, and we'll just we'll kind of see what happens. I guess. All right, moving on. The Chicago Bears coming in at three and four, obviously off the loss to the Chargers at home off the missed field goal. Yeah. They're going to Philly to take on the Eagles. The Eagles are four and four. The line for this is Philadelphia minus four and a half. I got yeah. Philly winning this game I, at home. I like Philly. I like Philly winning this game. I think Philly's a good team. They're the team that's like going to go undefeated in December. You know, uh, you know how that goes. Like that's kind of that's the kind of franchise, that's the kind of team they are, uh, especially this Eagles team in particular. Uh, but it's like Chicago on the other 
on the other side of the field, Chicago. They got to figure out that they're a really delicate place right now as far as their franchise goes because of last year's success. They're expected to win, and I don't necessarily think that they're that great if the defense doesn't play out of their mind. Um, I do like their skill players. I do like their quarterback, but their quarterback is middle of the road. That's and that's their be- quarterback that, is not middle of the that's, road. That's that's Mitch be- Trubisky is that. Garbage. But that's best case scenario. You know what I mean? There's like there's 20 guys that are in the middle of the road. Um, so it's just like that defense doesn't play out of their mind. They're like a couple losses away from being Jacksonville. Dude, Whereas like they have one, so it's like they're gonna start dumping players just like Jacksonville. I mean Jacksonville had that one year of success, phenomenal defense, and everything came back and they never got back. And Chicago last year could be their one year. And they might not get back if they if they miss it this year, which it looks like they're going to. That, that's going to be tough to bounce back from. Yeah, it's definitely not looking good in Chicago. They definitely have to figure out the quarterback situation. They definitely got to figure out the kicking situation. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't think the quarterback thing is dramatic as people want to make it out to be. I think he's better than a lot of scenarios out there, um, but it's not the best either. All right, well, he he wins two games in a row, and all of a sudden you're the Chicago faithful's back. Well, of course they. Are. That that's how delicate it is. That, you know what I'm saying? Like, any, to, but that's how it goes in any city. But but that's why I think it's an overreaction. Like we got now he goes three and thirteen this year, then it's like Jersey burning time if you want to well, go. They're there. already doing you know. That. But the, at this point in the season and at this point in his career, I think it's like if he finishes nine and seven this year, I think they're they're happy. So. But I got, the, I got them losing to Philly. Yeah, I got I got the Eagles winning that. The next matchup we got the Indianapolis Colts coming in at five and two, coming off the game-winning field goal from the goat Adam Vinatieri. They're going to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers, who are coming off the win on Monday Night Football over the Dolphins. They're three and four. Big game for Pittsburgh. Big game my, for Pittsburgh on Monday Night. That was a big win for. Yeah, them. I think this is also. I mean, this is also a big game for. This Pittsburgh. is the game they could win. Uh, now, I'm picking the Colts to win. Yeah, I have the Colts winning as well. Because of how they're built, I think that the Colts can go into hostile environments and run the football. Yeah, but Pittsburgh has a chance to win this game. Pittsburgh, for sure. I think this was, this was like, this game and the uh, Miami-New York Jets game were like two hours kept going back and forth in. Interesting. Um, I couldn't pick. It was tough to pick winners, but I ultimately settled with Indianapolis's offensive line. Um, going against a Pittsburgh team, it's just kind of been, it's been tough. But this is a big. Ch- if Pittsburgh comes out and has a really good game against the Colts, then they're like, all of a sudden, I think that they kind of got their a little bit of pet back and a little bit of life back in their season, um, just because it's been so tough to recover from losing the Triple Bs. Yeah. Uh, Juju had a big game. James Conner had a big game. Mason Rudolph is back. Minka Fitzpatrick had a big game so on the defense. If if uh, if Mason Rudolph can like develop into like a solid guy, then they could be you know they could have some life left in this season. Yeah, it'll it's de- it's definitely going to be a, a close game. Indy is favored by one. Indy's the ve- Indy's got the better quarterback situation. And I think that they've got the better like roster. Agreed. But, uh, you know, Connor and Juju Smith, I think, are game breakers. I think that it's been a disappointing season for them, but they're better than what this season reflects. I agree. All right, moving on, the next matchup we got, the Tennessee Titans coming in at 4-4. Four and four. They're going to Carolina to take on the 4-3 and three Panthers. Carolina is favored by 3.5 points. I got Tennessee actually coming in and getting a victory on the road. Where are we at? Wait, Tennessee and Carolina? Yes. Did I not write this game down? Oh, no, I got it there. Okay. Tennessee at Carolina. I got Carolina winning the game. Okay. They're yep. sticking They're sticking yep. with their backup. Yep. Yep. I like it. Um, I like I like uh, Carolina to get the dub. I think they have a good supporting cast around the quarterback. Christian McCaffrey, MVP candidate, uh, Greg Olson, um, solid tight end for a, for, a good, for a young quarterback, which – is nice. Um, everybody knows in the passing game, a young quarterback, their best friends, tight ends, running backs on the backfield. Yeah. Um, purely because they're the closest in proximity, and so it's easy for them to get the ball out quicker. Um, so I like that combo, and I'm not, I'm just not a fan of Tennessee. I, I definitely don't like teams that switch starting quarterbacks in the middle of the season. 
Um, Carolina did. Due to injury. Okay. All I right. mean, All is right. Mariota hurt? No, he got benched. Yeah, okay. So that that's that's what I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't like a Tannehill, Tennessee Titans team. Although Tennessee is like, the only thing I like about Tennessee is their coaching. They're Because obvi- their coaching's like, Vrabel's obviously doing a good job because I always think that they're terrible. And I think that what they make the playoffs last year. Yeah. It's, a, it's like they're always doing better than I think they sh- should be. All right, moving on. We got the Detroit Lions coming in at 3-3-1. Three, three and one. They're going to Oakland to take on the Raiders, who are coming in at 3-4. and four. Oakland is favored minus 2. I got Detroit coming in and getting a win on the road in a hostile environment, going up against the Black Hole. I think Matt Stafford, Kenny Galladay, they were able to work some magic last week to get the win. I think they, they got some more left in them, man. I, uh, I'm i going with Oakland at home. We got a lot I, of discrepancies. I, I, like, I think that both these teams have been like some of the better coaching jobs in the league this year, um, just because I don't think they have a lot going for them outside of the quarterback position, both teams. Um, and so I like Oakland just being fired up this year, like ruining people's years, basically, um, and getting the dub against Detroit and being a 500 football team. Halfway through. How crazy would that be? It's going to happen. All right. The next game we got, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming in at 2-5. and five. They're going up to Seattle to take on your Seahawks, the number six team in the TSK Show Power Rankings. The Seahawks, they're 6-2. and two. They're favored in this game, minus six. Oh. And I got, I got them coming in and dominating. I hope they give them an ass whooping because, like I said, we hate on Mike Evans. Hate on <laughs> Yeah, I, and like I don't like to hate on Mike Evans because there's nothing wrong with Mike Evans, but I think it's more of my hatred for Winston. Yeah, it's just it's a <laughs> shitty situation. So uh, I'm not a big fan of James Winston. So I hope he comes up to Seattle and gets his ass whooped. I don't want to see him go to Seattle and get a dub. That's what I don't want to see. I made a I made a waiver claim for Jadavion Clowney this week because Aaron Donald's on the buy. It's a good one. Yeah, there's some good uh, there's some good D linemen out there. Um, but I was able to steal Miles Garrett from whoever drafted him. How did you pull that off? So He's I mean, a defensive I, player of the year candidate. I, I think that people like when their players have a buy, they just drop them. You know, it's like a kicker kind of. Where I think the defensive players have ended up being like having four kickers out there because it's such like a small baseline of points, like four or five points. Yeah. But it's like the they when, get when, 10 or 12. when you get the when you get the defensive player the kicker that scores 12 or 15 points it fucking changes the game big time um so that's kind of where i've like i feel good about that i feel like that's cool like if you yeah. got three at our league right now we have three individual defensive players you know two of them score five points and one gets 12 that's a solid performance from your three yeah i think if you if you can try and get at least 15 to 18 points out of all three of your defensive See, players. And mine's been 20 all year. Like, 20, like, if I get 20 out of the IDPs, that's fine. Yeah, 20, 20 we're, is... We're, we're in a good spot. And I have, like, it hasn't happened too many times. Yeah, 20 on a good day. Like, if you can get 15 to 18 on, like, consistently, but yeah. if you're getting 20, that's solid. But uh, Clowney's going to be a good pick because they're definitely going to be... I mean, I, I like to think that they're going to be down in Seattle trying to throw the ball, so... Exactly. Exactly. Um, He'll have some so chance. Tampa Bay trying to throw the ball. Yeah, what did I say? Seattle trying to throw the ball. Oh, well, yeah, okay. Yeah, so I think <laughs> Seattle will be up. Tampa Bay will be down trying to throw the ball. Good good amount of shots to get at Winston. Yeah, I think Jadavion Clowney is going to have a great opportunity to get at James Winston coming up on Sunday. So uh, we both got the Hawks winning that game, right? Yes, sir. Okay. All right, the next game we got is the Cleveland Browns coming in at 2-5. and five coming off the loss to the Patriots. Embarrassing loss. Yeah. They're going to Denver, the Mile High City, to take on the 2-6 and six Broncos. Cleveland is actually favored on the road, minus 3.5. Yeah. I have the Browns winning this game. I think people still just think that they can win any football game. Uh, but Baker's really been just like... It's been bad. Yeah, I mean, Baker's been the, the disappointment. I think he's the factor that's like, kind of derailed the hype train. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm picking them to win in Denver. I, I just, at any time, I'd like them to turn around. I would like to think that they could turn around at any well, time. Den- Denver's and be- play at least for next year's momentum, you know. Yeah, and Denver's going to be missing Joe Flacco with a neck injury. So, 
I mean, yeah. whoever their backup is, Miles Garrett's going to eat him up. Yeah, that's going to be uh that's going to be yeah, that's going to be a good <laughs> one. So, um yeah, I like I I want to see Baker going to Denver get to Deb. Yeah, so all right, moving on. We got the Green Bay Packers, the number 3 team in the TSK show power rankings. Is, it, is this Sunday night football? No. We haven't done Sunday night football yet? No. Okay, sorry. Keep no, going. you're good. So we got the Green Bay Packers coming to LA, seven and one. They're taking on the Chargers, coming off the lucky, I would say, victory over the Bears because the Bears missed the field goal as time expired. Green Bay is favored by a field goal, and there is already talks about how many Packers fans are about to be at this game. At yeah, Green Dignity Bay travels Hall. really well in, in LA. Um, I remember this. I remember this when. Uh, they played the Rams last year, and yeah, it was it's crazy, the, insane. Yeah, no, the Packers are going to show up for sure. That's going to be a Packer home game. That's actually, the, I think that's what we said on the show. Is like, yeah, this is about to be a Packer home game. This is definitely going to be a Packers home game, and I mean that stadium fits twenty two thousand people. Tyler, it's an expensive stadium, not a lot of seats. It's. I'm really worried for the Chargers this week because they're going to get destroyed. Poor guys. <laughs> Poor, poor guys. All right, now Sunday Night Football, the second top 10 matchup for the TSK Show Power Rankings. We got the number one team, the New England Patriots, coming in at 8-0. They're going to Baltimore to take on the number 10 Baltimore Ravens, coming in at 5-2. This is a great, great Sunday Night Football game. New England is favored minus 3.5. This is the last stop on the 2017 QB Draft Class Express for the Patriots. Yeah, that's so crazy. Yeah. But I think they just continue their dominance, man. Bill Belichick is just gonna find yeah. a way to, to. I'm not picking the Patriots <laughs> to lose. For that. That's for damn sure. I don't think they play the Hawks. No, they don't play the Hawks this year. So uh, I'm not picking them to lose at all this year. Yeah. I don't have to look. But listen, I think Lamar Jackson, he's gonna have to shine bright on Sunday Night Football if he's gonna to want to stay in that conversation. Yeah, no, this is a big game. This is a big opportunity for him to kind of like it's a coming out moment. Put another put another badge next to your name, you know, like just have another have it's a, I think he's past his coming out moment now. I mean he's a Heisman trophy winner. That's fair. So it's like That's fair. I think I the world I think the world knows who he is. It's just like I think this is just another like Oh man, he's had a great year, and it's like, oh, and then another, you know, another great thing. He keeps accomplishing things, and if he loses, it's not going to be anything against him. I think it's a win-win for him. It's just his first game against Tom Brady. Yeah. So, all right, Monday Night Football rivalry matchup. Yeah, I mean, thank God this is like the rivalry it is, because normally this game would just be terrible to me. Yeah. So we got the number four Dallas Cowboys coming in at four and three. They're going up to. New York to MetLife to take on the New York Giants. Dallas is favored by a touchdown. Yeah, I mean these games are always crazy though. You know this any like the Giants can win this game. Rivalry matchups are always fun. Yeah, it's a toss up, and the NFC East probably has like the best in division matchups. I think that the NFC West is the best division, but as far as like the inner division matchups, like all four of these teams in any in any matchup, you flop any of the four against each other. There's always good football games. Um, and this one particularly, I think the headline is the two best backs in the game. Yeah, Saquon and Ezekiel Elliott. Right? I, think, I think this is this is the two best at, at what they do. So um, I think it's going to be a better football game than the matchup shows. Um, but I got Dallas winning. Yeah, I have Dallas winning as well. I hope they bring out like the '90s throwback jerseys from Monday Night Football. That'd be legit. the prime, the prime time jerseys, you know. That'd be dope. Stars on the shoulder pad jerseys. Yeah. So, all right, the bye weeks this week. We got four teams on bye. The number two team in the TSK Show Power Rankings, the New Orleans Saints, at seven and one. The Los Angeles Rams at five and three, coming back home from a win in London. That's the number eight team in the TSK Show Power Rankings, and then we got the one and seven Falcons. And then the 0-8 Cincinnati Bengals. Did they set it up to where all teams after London got a bye? Yes. Right? And on purpose, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 dope. Yeah. Good job. Yeah, no, definitely definitely smart on the NFL's part. Now, real quick. Before, and the Jags didn't play in London this year? I think there's one more week of London games. I'm not sure. 
It's not Houston at Jacksonville. No. Huh? Well, then probably not because I think, I think it's I'm not weeks. Sure it I, no, I think it's over. I think it's weeks four, five, six, and seven. Okay. Well, anyway, I, I guess we'll find out. But some real quick notes before we get to the two minute drill. I wanted to go over uh, one regarding the Cincinnati Bengals. Andy Dalton became the first quarterback in NFL history for their careers to start 8-0 like he did in 2015 and then go 0-8 like he has this season. So that was another weird, wacky stat like the Bill Belichick one where he starts 8-0 one time in his career and then goes 0-8 another time in his career. <laughs> and then... He's like the third... He's like third in the NFL in passing yards. Yeah, he's crazy. But he also got benched today. And yeah. the Bengals announced they're. Gonna, I saw that they're gonna. They announced they're gonna start their backup Ryan Finley coming out. In I was week just about to say Ryan week. Lindley. No, that's no. so funny. But it's Ryan like, Finley. And is he the kid from Richmond? I'm not. Is he? Sure. Is he the small school kid? I'm not sure. Hold on, I'm gonna. I want to find this out because well, I like lost track. You keep going, sir. I mean, I was just gonna point out that Andy Dalton got benched on his birthday today. Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> How are you going to get fired on your day off? Well, his birthday, but you get it. Jeff Finley. No, Ryan Finley. That's what, that's what I said. Ryan Finley. Um, not that it, I mean, not that it matters. I just, like, I remember a kid from Richmond getting drafted, and he was dope. Where's this no, this guy went to NC State. He's lame. <laughs> Cincinnati still sucks. All right. Well, the other note real quick I wanted to to touch on was the Chargers firing their offensive coordinator, Ken Wisenhunt, last night. Uh, any thoughts on that and the impact that will have on the Chargers? Um, I think, I mean, that's smart because that team, you know, they've struggled. And it's like you kind of got to – you have to get – you have to change something up. It's kind of a scapegoat move. I don't think – it's Ken Wisenhunt's fault, but someone's got to go. Uh, unfortunately, Ken Wisenhunt's a scapegoat for what I think is like a Melvin Ingram injury. This is like the main reason. I think that defense hasn't been as dominant on the edge. Well, yeah, they're missing as, Derwin James. Their offensive line is depleted with yeah, injuries. So I think that so you're affecting the line of scrimmage with your linemen, your your core defensive players. And I think that's what's losing them games. And Melvin Gordon really hasn't been the same since coming back from his holdout either. And I think I think that's really what the main issue is on offense for them. I didn't think Ken Wisenhunt was the issue. I think Melvin Gordon was really the issue. Yeah, and that I mean that's definitely like gonna change the game for them. Uh, it's Kyle Luletta was the oh. was the Richmond kid, and he and he's playing for Philly now. Oh, that's cool. So all right, moving on. Let's wrap up this show with the two minute drill. I got three questions for you, Tyler. You don't know what they are, but they are football related. So. Let's get on with it. This past Sunday, Nick Bosa and Joey Bosa both combined for five sacks, seven tackles for loss, six QB hits, and one interception. Yeah. If you could have, if you could have either the Bosa brothers or the Watt brothers on your franchise, who are you taking? We're not going to throw the Gronks in there. Oh. No, we're t- we're talking defense, man. We're talking oh, defense. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So we got Bosa or Watts? Yeah, the Bosa's or the Watts. Who are you taking? I mean, that's pretty good either way. You know, <laughs> you're, you're no bad option here, but I got to go with the Watts. Okay. I, I just I got I got to take JJ is the best of the four. Yeah. So I think that right. that and, well, and then I career wise and then I think that TJ has still got the nod over Nick, even though Nick's crushing. So I would go JJ Joey, JJ Joey TJ, Nick. So every other. Yeah, so I got to give the nod to the to the Watts. Okay, all right. I'd I'd probably also take the Watts. But I'm I'm also going to take the Griffin the Griffin brothers over over, yeah. over the Watts or the Bosses. Oh uh, yeah, I always forget about the Griffin brothers. Yeah, take my own boys up, up in Seattle. Yeah. All right, number two. The talk of the NFL the past five years is when is Tom Brady going to retire? Huh. He's put his house. In New England, on the market, Alex Guerrero, the TV12 trainer guy, he yep. put his house on the market. So I want to know: Do you think Tom mm-hmm. Brady is retiring? Nah, I don't. He's voiding his contract at the end of this season. So yeah. 
do you think his time in New England is done then? Uh, no, I don't. I think that's way less likely. I think that, like, another team is way less likely than, like, I'll take, I would, I'll, I would think he would retire before he played for somebody else. So you, you think that? No, nah, he, like, am I completely kicking out of bed retirement? No, because it would be, like, a total Tom Brady move to, like, retire, like. On top. On number, top. And, and number seven. And, and unannounced. Like, don't give me the fucking, don't give me the farewell tour bullshit. Like, you know what I mean? He's just that kind of guy. Like, just to kind of walk away from the game and not make a big deal of it because it's not about him. Um, but in the end, I, I think that we see Tom Brady in a Patriots uniform for at least three more years. Three more years? Yeah, I think three. I think 45 is the number he's shooting for. Wow. I mean, I, I don't know if he's going to... Put, sign a three-year put, deal. Put up, putting the houses being put up for sale between those two guys is like a weird coincidence or, or, or a suspicious coincidence. Ryan Clark Ryan Clark said on the Pat McAfee show that that's just rich people doing rich people shit. And that's what I was just about to say. At any given time, that could happen. Yeah, they're just so, testing the market, see how much they could get yeah, for their house kind of thing. Yeah, it's just, yeah, exactly. Like, I doubt that's the only home that he owns, too. For sure. Listen, Giselle has more money than he does. Yeah, way more. <laughs> All right. Last question for the two-minute drill. After the loss to the Seahawks, Atlanta Falcons owner Arthur Blank told reporters that head coach Dan Quinn's job status would be evaluated during the team's bye week this week, but he said he had no immediate plans to fire Dan Quinn. Do you think this is the right move? Um, You know, Dan Quinn's my boy, but um, I think they got to just – then they got to part ways. You, think it, yeah. unless, unless they're, you know, they're, I was going to say this last show, I think, but I forgot. I was like, it'd be really interesting. What if we had a, a Matt Stafford for Matt Ryan trade? Matt Stafford for Matt Ryan? Whoa. Like two talented guys that are just kind of stuck beating their head against the door. And it's like. Just that change of scenery could change everything. Yeah, they're both capable guys and done a lot. But I think 100% you can't. Dan Quinn, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Devontae Freeman cannot win a Super Bowl. Yeah, we you know can't, that. Like, you, they're never mentally going to get past, like, that's what's happening. This team is better than, like, the wins that they put up since that Super Bowl. And uh, uh, so it's like they got to make something up. So in that sense, I think it's – I think you do got to X out Dan Quinn because I think eventually you just got to X out everybody. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think that – Dan Quinn and this incarnation of the Falcons has run its course, really. Yeah, so, yeah. I just think that you can't, yeah, you can't win, can't do it, try it again. Yeah, you know, because if you get to the Super Bowl, you're gonna have to play the Patriots, and it's like, are you gonna be able to beat them? I don't think so. No, especially if you couldn't beat them the first time. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's that's all I got. But uh, all right, you got a shout out before we get out of here. Yeah, I'm going to just shout out a group of people that are kind of unknown to me, but I know that there is a group of people that made this happen. But whoever, you know, just shout out for getting that NCAA rule pushed um, oh. to be uh, players being able to use their like likeness to make money um, as an amateur. Uh, whoever the people were involved that really, like, made that happen, um, I think that that's, just, like, big time. And, you know, as a consumer, I'm going to get the video games back. I'm going to get last names on the back of jerseys. Um, I think we're going to see cool clothing brands come out. Um, and I think all that stuff is good for the game. So uh, I'm excited for, for the future. And I think it moves. it's another step towards getting rid of the one and dones as well. I think this is just another thing that's like, why do we have these kind of kids in school for six months? Because we tell them they have to. Yeah. You know, there's no other reason. So shout out to whoever got that shit done. I'm going to shout out. Juju Smith-Schuster for passing Randy Moss for the most 100-yard receiving games before turning 23. Juju recorded his 1,200-yard receiving game last night in a win on Monday Night Football over the Miami Dolphins. So I just thought that was cool. Juju passing the GOAT, Randy yeah, Moss. I've decided that if he can like put together, you know, get his season together and finish in the top 24 scoring, which in our league would be a wide receiver too because we have 12 teams. So um, I have Michael Thomas. 
so I believe he's wide receiver one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to roll with Michael Thomas and Juju as my keepers. And I'm really just Already, gonna, you're making uh, that decision. Well, Juju's had a bad year, so it's been like, it's, but I, I, I told myself that if he can, like, at the end of the year, because my season's not going well anyway, so it's like yeah. at the end of the year, if his numbers are there, I'm just going to roll with him again and keep him as my player that's r- rode with me through it all. Okay. I got to get a Juju jersey, too. That'd be tight. That'd be real tight. Man, you know what? I, you know, and I was thinking about trying to get a Juju name this whole year, and now I think I should just call my team Bad Juju because you got some bad Juju this year. It's been bad Juju. I think I think that's an appropriate name switch team. Yes, sir. All right, so with that, that wraps up this episode of the TSK Show. Don't forget, you can find us on. Don't forget, you can find us at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to find myself or Tyler on social media, be sure to follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler Patolki. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. Check us out on Anchor as well. And we are now on Spotify. Just type in keyword TSK Show to find us. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you decide to listen to the TSK Show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. We appreciate you all so much for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode of the TSK Show. Peace.